following podcast contains spoilers about some awful f***ing movies. We watch a thing. We watch a thing. Hello everybody and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. This week not just with Billy and Dave, because we are so excited to have one of our favourite podcasters on with us. It's Jason from Binge Movies, who we love and adore. How you doing all the way from Akron, Ohio, mate? Physically, I'm in Akron. Spiritually, I'm here with you. I'm, I am. You, your audience won't be able to see it, but I am projecting myself across space and time to be with you. You do look a lot like I a force ghost. <laughs> I yeah. It's it is the vibes, man. The Buena um, Vista Corporation vibes. This time you look good though. Is, you you, you totally you. look like new version, young Anakin, Force Ghost, not <laughs> old original Force Ghost, Anakin. <laughs> Ooh, that's both a compliment and an insult. I know. It is so good to have you on the show. I again, what that me. means is I look like I do not belong on We Watched a Thing. <laughs> I have been shoved in here by sheer force. <laughs> no, you fit right in. It's so good to have you back on the show. It's I can't believe it's been a year since the last time we had you on for this exact topic, Worst Movies of the Year. And it's so good to have you here. You've <laughs> yeah. had such a tremendous year. Like binge movies just goes from strength to strength. It's one of my favorite shows. And as well as that, this year, oh, you, you and our great friend Paul from The Countdown and Megan from Spoiler Piece, yeah. who I'd never heard before, who was fantastic. Yeah. You guys did an amazing limited yeah. series on slashes, which honestly, I, I loved. You introduced me to so many cooked movies. I can't tell you. I had the best October because I was like, Motel Hell? Yeah, sure. Never heard of this, but let's rip into it. Like, <laughs> New York Ripper? Maniac? Yeah. Like, you guys, it, it was just an awesome series. So thank you very uh, much for that. I, I haven't heard someone talk about Maniac in about 30 years. That was fantastic. <laughs> Good old Spinelli. <laughs> I know there's so much enthusiasm for that show, that limited series, after it was over. <laughs> I was like, where was this praise when it was Now you happening? need to fire your marketing department. <laughs> uh, my marketing department were my podcast partners who both left the country for two weeks apiece. Yeah. <laughs> the first two weeks the show launched. So the marketing department for the first two weeks was me and i'm not good at marketing so. no but it was a great show and it's awesome That's to have you on and i know that you watch a lot of terrible movies so i think this is gonna be a great fit. <laughs> <laughs> again with these backwards compliments back in a compliment so, uh... Um, but I know I, you have shit taste. <laughs> i, I got to say, well, actually, you and I have very similar taste. I, you know, I used to work in a video shop as well, as you still do, of course. And uh, yeah, there's so nothing right. better than trawling the genre sections. Um, i got to say, I don't know about you guys, I feel like this year was not actually all that bad. I kind of struggled to make this list because it yeah. wasn't like last year where you had real stinkers like Moonfall sticking out. I actually, I'm not convinced we're going to have any crossovers <laughs> at all this year. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think you're probably right. I was, I mean, I, I did watch some utter shit because <laughs> Brad Hargis introduced me to Tubi. Um, <laughs> but shout out to Brad. I love that guy. But uh, let me think. There's, I think there's only one Tubi. Oh, no, two because, <laughs> because I'm a fucking moron. 
my number one <laughs> five minutes ago I had to remove when I realized it was a limited TV series and not a film <laughs> because I watched I, I, I watched it all in one sitting and in my mind it was just a shit film because I didn't finish it yeah. <laughs> and that because it's uh, I, I can say what it is because obviously it won't be on anyone's list history of the world part two oh, and because I only oh. watched about 30, I only watched 35 minutes of it so in my mind it's move it's, it's half a movie yeah. but yeah. um when I was quickly doing a bit of research on it I was like Oh, God. I was looking forward to about forty minutes laying into that piece of shit. So I've had to juggle, and I might, I might have, yeah, I might on the fly bump up a second to be joined into my five. Well, Jason, as as the guest, why don't you kick us off then with your number five worst film of the year? Can we do honorable mentions at the oh, end? Oh yeah, we'll, like we'll definitely through. do honorable <laughs> mentions. Yeah, dishonorable mentions. Yeah. All right, so. no, no film should escape criticism <laughs> yeah. just because the numbers okay. don't add up. Uh, that's right. That's right. Any chance to slag a movie, you should take it. <laughs> Forget what film Twitter says. Uh, just as we were, we were about to hit record, I saw a tweet from somebody. Movies are hard. Stop doing worst of lists. And I yeah. was like, I'm going to do a worst of podcast. Yeah. So I'm not doing a list. You, you and I so. had this rant last year because um, I'd never done them until last oh, year when God. I had you on. And, you know, I I, I always wanted <laughs> yeah. to, but my old co-host Topher was like, nah, you don't need to do that. But you know what? It's fun. <laughs> and, and look, it's, I, I get so sick of that. Oh, look, all these people work hard on the Every other job on the fucking planet has performance appraisals. <laughs> Why is cinema somehow exempt? Yeah. Because they try hard. But also, you can try hard and still be shit at your job. But also you spend all year critiquing movies anyway and, and ranking them out of yeah, five. Like, what difference does it make correct. to put them in a list at the end Absolutely. of the year? <laughs> I, I like to think of us as the, the ex external consultants that Hollywood has brought in to yeah. critique the teams yeah. And, yeah. and perform appraisals and do an audit. Yeah. <laughs> People who review movies, there is to some extent a consumer advocacy sort of a thing. Yeah. And your time is worth something. All of our time is worth something. We have limited breaths on this planet. <laughs> yeah. Do you yep. want to spend them on things like my number five? Meg to the trench. Oh no! Wow, this was not even in contention for me. Look, it's not a good movie, but I didn't think it was terrible. I, I, I uh, quote you from the week before our episode on the Meg, when, as in Billy's own words, while I went, I think it was dying of COVID. And next week we're doing the Meg too, which spoilers fucking slaps. <laughs> That is what I said, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it does not. Um, I knew what I was getting into when I was going to the Meg <clears throat> 2. Yeah. I knew that, okay, oh, here's what I want this to be. I want this to be ugly and dumb and stupid and fun and in on the joke. And then it wasn't. And then it was this yeah. sort of quasi-self-serious drama about this guy and his adoptive daughter and the shark thing and the this and the that and the corporate espionage we spent so much time on yeah. like an oil rig with characters i didn't care about and then oh my the, the entire scene of him having to blow every last molecule of oxygen out of his body yeah so that, that he could dumb. walk across <laughs> the ocean floor in the deepest trench on planet earth <clears throat> and all he gets is a nosebleed on the other yeah. side i just couldn't <laughs> handle it the dumb villains, everything about it. And then by the time it starts ramping up to where it could be fun, right? Um, it just sort of repeats the end of the original Meg. 
It's just a different island, party island, with the same characters. Yeah. And the same thing happens. And at that point, it's like fucking dog. <laughs> same dog. It felt like Tremors 3, but with a $200 million Chinese budget. I hated it. You're right. For me, particularly, the first hour took itself very seriously. And then you get to oh what they literally call in the film Fun Island. <laughs> and it's yes. and, and yeah. it does become more fun <laughs> from that point. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get, you just I like get it because it had dinosaurs in it inexplicably. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. I love a shit kaiju really like, film. It, it was <laughs> like the, the, the Lost World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just becomes a Jurassic World sequel after a yeah. little while. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's totally I, I, I mean, I only gave it two and a half on Letterboxd, but it, I didn't hate it. Even the, even the first two thirds, which, uh, as you say, the. 90% of the script is completely extraneous and unnecessary yeah. and it's full of dumb stuff. But I can... Statham's one of those they guys do... that I could oh. just watch him and turn my brain off. Yeah. <laughs> they doubled down on all the parts that everybody said, ah, oh, the Meg, it, it, this, none of this really worked. And they said, okay, we'll make a sequel. And we'll just double down all the parts nobody liked from the first movie. I was <laughs> yeah, like, what, what are you doing? They're right. The audience were wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More sentimentality. More sentimentality. Well, this is I, just... I was annoyed that they just fridged the female love interest from the first film. She yes. just died, yeah, on, yep. died off screen a few years ago yeah, because yeah. <laughs> maybe she got one too many audience polls over Statham and he said, no, get rid of her. <laughs> Either that or her government made her disappear. Yeah, that's what I yeah. was thinking. Yeah. Well, this is just cemented for me that I don't think I don't think we're going to have any crossovers at all. But my number five also <laughs> involves ancient uh, creatures, dinosaurs, and I know Dave is going to get shitty at me for this. But not, my number five is sixty-five. Did you see this, Jason, with oh, Adam fuck Driver? Off. It's such a piece of shit. Um. <laughs> oh my did. god. I did see 65. I liked 65. Yeah, so Thank did Dave. You. Yes! I... Re- <laughs> the, the movie it immediately reminded me of was Enemy Mine with uh, Quaid and uh, Lou Gossett Jr., which was yep. also a massive flop that was completely butchered in editing and nobody liked it, but then it was on cable, at least in the United States, forever and ever. Yeah. And I was like, this 65 is the sort of movie that a 10-year-old me would have seen on cable for 10 years and would have loved and we'd all be doing podcasts about it and be like you guys remember 65 <laughs> only difference is now we're old cranky bastards like b dizzle yeah well yeah, see, I like 65. here's my problem is that i wanted to like it so much i don't watch trailers but i mm. saw the trailer for this at least three times at the cinemas and i was in i was like this is a fucking great premise it's adam driver with dinosaurs how do you fuck that up and i just felt that it was really yeah. dull and i'm like how do you how do you take that premise so seriously that you take all the fun out of it like i was wanting to have fun with this movie and it takes itself so seriously and i just don't think it pulls any of it off it's one of those movies that like i'm an advocate for short films i think it's too short i think it needed at least another half hour to actually flesh something out because i just that did I not agree give with. a shit kind of too much of a good thing yeah yeah so yeah for me well it was it was it's it sat in the show for years and it was cut and shredded and then yeah. orig- allegedly the original script or maybe even the original version they shot i don't know if this is true or not but <clears> this is a rumor and innuendo was that the entire thing was uh an overdose he was a drug addict yeah right and the entire thing that wow the twist was a, gonna be it was that's like a weird flex 
Yeah, yeah. That you know, since the loss of his child, he was like on drugs or whatever. And these were all like delusions in his head. And thankfully, if that's true, thankfully they cut all that out. I mean, it's yeah, good so. that they cut that out, but <laughs> I actually, I actually believe that that makes sense to me because that explains why this film doesn't have a twist. Because I think that that is the biggest problem yeah, with this yeah. film, is that. If it, it does if have it, a twist. It just reveals it in the opening credits, but it well, that's tells you. If, if it, yeah, if it man, that was the that's bad. Style, If it yes. did a Planet of the Apes style, where at the end you're like, oh, holy shit, like he's gone, but you know, it's Earth, it's, you know, that would have been cool. And so that makes yeah. sense I, to I, me that there was that supposed was the to be a different thing. twist at the end. Yeah. yeah. So I, I liked the script. I liked the direction. I thought the action scenes were exciting. I thought Ariana Greenblatt was fantastic, um, yeah. given that yeah. she yeah. and Driver essentially would act speaking different languages for the entire film and having to sort of act whether they understood or not. I thought all of that was great. The only thing that I said, Oh God, that's just a, the worst decision ever was not having that planet of the apes twist. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's like having the statue of Liberty in the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. It just ruins them. absolutely yeah. ridiculous decision. Didn't yeah. ruin the movie. The movie was still great, but that was a piece of shit. Um, yeah. I agree. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you're number five, then Dave. All right, now which DC film gets the the ribbon? <laughs> All right, I mean, just because it, I probably had more fun watching this film than the other DC film I was thinking of. But I'm, I'm, my number five, I'm going to make the Flash. That's in my dishonorable mentions. Yeah, I, I did not like uh, the Flash. While I, I mean, I, I like this more than you. I, I the first probably half i was actually thinking you know is the kind of death knell of the dceu this is going out on a comparative high after the ones that preceded it but the the last 20 minutes of this film are such an unmitigated clusterfuck of disaster um i was just my mouth was agape the entire time it, what a horrendous mess it was the cg was god awful the script was awful nothing made sense they didn't care about the, their own rules about time travel that they'd spent so much time giving the middle finger to the MCU in the first half of the film with, oh, no, of course, this that's not how time travel works. And yeah. then they don't even follow their own rules. This, this film was fucking awful for the second half. And so, I, yeah, I walked out hating it, having yeah. quite enjoyed the first half. So there you go. Where you, you liked The Flash, didn't you, Jason? Am I remembering that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I came to it a little bit later after it was derided uh, by everybody. So I, I saw it, and then I more or less agree with uh, Dave, where I think I would say maybe divided into thirds, you know, and I would say like the first two thirds were even like pretty decent, you know. Um, I thought some of the humor worked. I liked some yeah, of the little oh, subtle references to time to travel. Yeah, I thought the Serbia scene or whatever it was with uh, Keaton's Batman and trying to get Superman out, I thought that was a really uh, nifty and kind of cool. And I thought um, I thought he was excellent in the role. I thought he slipped right back into that role like a glove. Yep. Um, and I liked even as an older Batman. Tally, whatever her name is, is Supergirl. I liked all of it. Supergirl I thought was great. The moment it fell apart for me was the moment that Supergirl... And the, the thing is, the lead-up to it is great, right? The lead-up was when she's like... Uh, like they're like you have to help us after she's been in the sun and is you yeah. know healed up a little bit and she's like why and he's you know because there are good people here too you know and she's like you know but yeah but I'm not human I'm not from Earth I don't care yeah and she takes off right she's gonna go confront Zod then that 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 exact moment the movie falls apart yep 
because then within 20 seconds she's just back at wayne manor in the cave and you're like oh something really got edited here right yeah. and jumbled around and then i thought the some of the emotional payoff with uh ezra miller and his mom was good that scene was good but then, that like, was fine everything else but Everything yeah, in the every, desert. Everything else just in the third disaster. act was terrible. It was a disaster. So is this on your list? Conceptually, I like no. no Conceptually, yeah, I like the idea of the colliding multiverse and bringing all of the DC oh, history the, the one hundredth year, one hundredth year of Warner Brothers, like bringing it all together. It made sense, but the way it was executed was really poor. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. So. yeah. That 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 giant fan service. Bukaki of a, where you've got everything from George Reeves and to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, Nick Cage, who apparently we we assumed it was just bad CGI. No, it was actually him. They made him look like that in post. That's bizarre. Yeah, yeah he, he, he came set. to set. He was he was in the suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. just oh, terrible, so terrible. All right, oh. you're number four, Jason. Skinnerink. Oh, okay. I did not actually Thankfully, see Skinnerink. You and you and Paul, I had enough warning, so I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm still curious. This to is watch controversial, it. But, but this is controversial because people love it, and I, and of course Paul would hate it. And this is the sort of, um, you know, I don't know. Sometimes like artsy fartsy thing that I would fall into and be like, oh, but this, that, whatever. And I I would say that there is. Um, no substance to the movie whatsoever. I think it's a lesson in style. It is an expansion of uh, like a 20 minute short. And even that 20 minute short is too long. Yeah. Um, it's sort of one aesthetic choice droning on and on and on and on and on. Um, it was not effective in scaring me. It wasn't effective in pissing me off. This was the most yeah. angry and physically agitated <laughs> I've been in a theater in a long time. I mean, I my ass was up out of that seat within the last, you know, b before the screen went dark, before we rolled to credits. I was just, I was, I, I had to get out of there. I was out the door because I couldn't stand any of it. I think it's an intolerable film. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a terrible film. Um, I likened it on the slashers to um, a movie made by a 16 year old kid from Florida on 16 millimeter, eight millimeter <laughs> day of the Re Reaper day of the Reaper. And that's exactly what it is. It's it, this is an, this is like a film school project that, yeah. that um, is, it's just really abysmal. It's yeah, truly right. abysmal. And all the way that a lot of film school projects are, I hated it. Well, Absolutely. You've, you've definitely, Terrible. you've definitely turned me off. Cause I, I was still curious to see it, even though I'd heard, super mixed things but yours is opinion that i very much trust particularly when it comes to horror films and stuff because you and i tend to have pretty much the same taste on those so yeah you've turned me off yeah, that yeah. for sure it, right. gave, it physically gave me a mig migraine i was physically at a headache and i'm not the only person that experienced that i just i couldn't stand it yeah see all right i've avoided it based on the fact that i know it's going to be shit but every time, it, and it's the same when um, Paul was talking about it, you guys are so vehement in your hatred for it that I know I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, I, Go ahead. I need to. It was the same. I don't know if you've seen a film called Muck. It's another. It's a oh, sort of I a have sl it. slasher film. That is, that is probably, that, that'd be in my top five worst films of all time. 
it, it is wow. horrifically bad. Yeah, on, I remember it, Paul talking about that. Ways one. I wouldn't even, well, I won't even go into. But Paul had put that as his number one worst film of the year in 2019 or whatever it was. But he was so effusive in his hatred for it. I, I put it on that night. <laughs> I had to see it. <laughs> and I, I messaged him going, you were right and I hate you. <laughs> like I didn't warn you. <laughs> So as I mentioned at the top, I actually, I didn't think this year was that bad. So my, my bottom three, my five, four, and three are all films more that disappointed me. And that's why they're on this list. So like 65, I didn't hate. It was just super disappointing from what I hoped from the premise. Mm. My number four is the same. It's it's a comedy called Strays. Did you guys see this? About- Honorable mention for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Again, I didn't hate this movie, but it's about... Talking dogs, uh, you know, one of them, his owner, Will Forte, is a real piece of shit. And he gets kicked out, meets up with this bunch of strays. And basically, they're on this journey to go bite Will Forte's dick off, which is a great premise. (laughs) And and parts of it are executed okay. But for what it is, I I did not laugh that much in a comedy. And that is a problem. (laughs) That's a big problem. (laughs) You you felt the same way. I'm talking... A talking dog movie in 2023 has a higher chance than not of being unwatchable. Yeah. Right? This movie was not unwatchable. So it is a success in the fact that it is a movie that you can (laughs) turn on and watch for its duration and not question your life choices. But it it fails because it's also a movie that you're not going to laugh at at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- th- and that's what it's it, supposed to be. It's a comedy. Like you're not there to yeah, you're not yeah. there to have any emotions. <laughs> You've reminded. Yeah, it's not me unpleasant. Yeah, it's not unpleasant to watch. It's just not that funny. It's not yeah. funny. So yeah, I, I remember yeah. I, they, they did mention it on the. I don't know if they did a full review, but they mentioned it on the countdown and talking dog movie. I was like, why did you even bother? But as soon as the premise of the movie is that they're on a mission to go and bite some dude's dick off, I was like, surely that's a funny film well it it should be that's the thing you're assuring me that how do you not make that joke work yeah it's it's an r-rated comp you know there's there's very repetitive jokes about humping and pissing on things and you know that's that should be funny like i'm a child like that should be funny did seth rogan write this film no it's uh it's the people who made uh, it was he was he a producer of it he he probably was you know what and now i gotta look it up the whole premise has got him written all over it (laughs) It's Good Boys. It's the people who did Good Boys, That's what I was going to say, yeah. Which Good Boys was a movie that I didn't hate. I thought it was overrated. Um, And the voice cast is 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 actually great. You've got Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher, like people that I like, but it's just no good. Uh, Written by Dan Perot, (laughs) produced by Lord and Miller, actually. Oh, there you go. We're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just a deeply disappointing movie all around. All right, over to your number four, Dave. Uh, righty. Uh, here's where I threw MCU, Quantumania, Ant-Man and Wasp and Army of Ants and Kang and whatever other CG got vomited on the screen. <laughs> the whole premise of this. Um, I, I wanted to like this so much. I, I actually like that Peyton Reed's previous two Ant-Man films. I yeah, like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I like mm-hmm. the first one. There's pl- there's plot holes galore as soon as you look into the whole shrinking and whatever, you know, how do you shrink and re- enlarge a building and still have functioning sewerage and water and electricity and all the... And, 
you know, nothing makes sense in these, but you kind of, you sign up for that at the door. But what you don't sign up for is just how fucking terrible the script was for this entire film. Everything about it was ridiculous. See, I didn't like this you movie, know, but it's not on my list. Biggest scientific advance in the history of humanity, portals to the quantum realm, and this teenage kid knocks it up in a garage <laughs> using with, without anyone. Oh, it was just fucking stupid. And I like the cast. I like all the cast in it, but the the logic problems with the script have, have progressed to a point now on, by this third film that it's it, it's become insurmountable to me. There's no consistency in how time travels in the quantum realm versus the real world. You know, Scott Lang goes there for five years, comes out the same age. Poor old Michelle Pfeiffer goes and comes out 30 years older. Nothing makes sense. And Bill Murray was just excruciating to watch. Yeah, Unnecessary stunt casting. And just the whole idea that... Pfeiffer's been there for 30 years of her life, lived this life with this society, fucked a ghostbuster, did all of this stuff, comes out, not one fucking word to her family. They they think she's been by herself for 30 years. Why they don't think she's just gone insane like you would, but not a word of it. Even when they start playing with the quantum realm and she knows how dangerous it is, still not a, oh, look, guys, got to tell you, there's some dangerous shit. Not a fucking word. (laughs) Nothing made sense. (laughs) I came out of this film so angry. The thing that didn't really make sense about that is, okay, once you're there, why not just tell them? She strung, the the script had her string along information throughout the duration. Like it was a mystery. That's not a mystery because we're already there. They're yeah. there. We're here now. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so, bring him up to speed so they don't get killed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, why Why are you... You're only selectively telling them stuff so you can, like, stretch out the, the runtime of the film. It's, yeah. It's yeah. See, just, just, she's just trying to hide the fact she fucked some other dude down there. <laughs> I didn't like this movie at all. Well, leave but... that part out and tell them about the, <laughs> tell them about the threat that's going to destroy humanity. This and let's oh, let's not get to the the army of ants that comes storming in, being ridden by Michael Douglas at the end. Wow! This movie was still more enjoyable to me than most MCU films for the past five years. So as bad as this movie was, that's why it's not on my list because I think comparably, it's it just fits right in with the MCU for me at this point. It just didn't stand oh, yeah, out but, as but, a bad movie. Looking back now, I can sort of put it up against other ones of in the same era like Black Widow and Eternals, which I think were infinitely better films. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) All right. You're number three, Jason. This is a movie no one's ever heard of, so I will not spend very (laughs) much time on it. And I did a long-form review of it for another podcast that I will not plug. No, well, go ahead and plug it. I'm on this podcast. No, go ahead no, and plug, fuck please. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, I did on spoiler piece, actually. Oh, uh, nice. I filled it for Megan when she wasn't there one week. Um, the movie is called Dark Asset. Either one of you heard of Dark Asset? No. The name sounds so. vaguely familiar, but I definitely haven't seen it. It's a Saban release, uh, and it is about... <laughs> Uh, Robert Patrick, the T-1000, is an evil scientist working on behalf of and slash against the CIA (laughs) 
to make essentially universal soldiers, but then the one soldier escapes, <laughs> kills everybody. You think it's going to be a, a, you know, I'm on the run from the evil government program that's made me a super soldier and stole my memories. No. <laughs> After the first 10 minutes, it's about that guy sitting at a very, very <laughs> shitty set of a bar, like a hotel conference room bar. Just so strange. <laughs> Talking to a woman who we do not know and telling her a series of stories in flashback. <laughs> That don't seemingly connect for that for that that part to end, and it's revealed that the woman is also one of the super soldiers. Spoilers, and she's actually oh, been the main yeah, character. No point watching it, you know what? You've she's actually been the made main me character. Watch this. <laughs> she's been the main character the entire time, and then the main guy we follow through two thirds of the movie dies, and then we follow her for one half ass action scene. And then it seems to be setting up a sequel that is not going to be made. You've actually done a really good job of selling that movie. I really want to watch this movie now. <laughs> it sounds fucking I did until he ruined the twist. <laughs> it, the twist will not... It won't, it won't make any more or less sense now that I've spoiled it. Trust me. <laughs> Horrible. I actually... I love, I love when you come on and... Um, talk obscure movies i remember last year when you came on you had scare package 2 in your worst list and um, horrible horrible no, no, but, horrible but, no. but but you did introduce me to scare horrible. package 1 which is good so <laughs> good scare package yeah. 2 is just as good as 1 no it's oh, not disappointing no it's a, it, right. the, uh, okay let me put an asterisk there cuz i said this on the podcast last year I was sent an advanced screener for Scare Package 2, and I theorized with you, uh, Billy, that maybe I got an unfinished version. Yes, yeah. Because it didn't seem to be edited in a coherent fashion, and there were missing special effects. I think they sent me, I think my screener was like an assembly cut. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going back to find out, because if it turns out that that is the final product, <laughs> I will kick myself for have, for watching it again. I, yeah, it's terrible. All right, I've my... made a note to watch Dark Asset. <laughs> my number three is where we go to the House of Mouse, um, and it is a live action adaptation of a Disney ride. It is Haunted Mansion, which released with <laughs> such little fanfare. Oh, I don't even know what time of year it released in the States. I feel like it was maybe August or something, which, you know, line it up with like Halloween, summer. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, massive yeah, right. cast. I don't know why you, you, you didn't think this would be great. The, the track record of turning <laughs> well, rides into... I actually didn't great hate films. Haunted Mansion. The track record of turning Haunted Mansion into movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just honestly, you watch this movie, and my biggest thought is, who the fuck is this movie for? Because it should, in theory, be aimed largely at kids. There is an entire subplot of these demons trying to convince a nine-year-old kid to kill himself, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, you know, I, I get that. I get that it's probably Sounds mostly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I get that it's probably mostly aimed at you know older people now who kind of grew up going to Disneyland back in the nineties and stuff. But even then it's like, it's, it's not, it's not scary enough to be aimed for adults, but it's not childish enough film, to be aimed the, for kids. The, 
all the posters and everything is makes it look like a Disney kids film. Yeah, but so it's... if they were aiming for a nostalgic adult crowd, the posters, all the graphic design, everything yeah. were fucking way off base. Yeah, it looked like a kids film. It's just a I, bizarre, just like, I mean, bizarre I, movie to plus me. Plus, I also expected another Jungle Cruise, but I, <laughs> I avoided it. Like, 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 there's some elements that work okay. Like, it's a massive cast, and a lot of the cast are doing okay, but it's just bizarre choice after bizarre choice as in like why is this a movie just yeah not good at all not good don't see it (laughs) (laughs) no you're not not selling me on that the way jason sold me on dark asset (laughs) all right you're number three dave all right now i i i think i'm in the minority on how much i thought this movie was a fucking mess but my number is knock at the cabin no that movie which i know was fine. you, you, <laughs> you thought it was, was great yeah yeah <laughs> i thought it was um, i thought it was fine to pretty good yeah same i, I, I actually i, I, mean, I like Shyamalan I for the, the most acting part was good the acting no, no, was surprisingly like good village the batista act- really the, surprised me the, yeah I, I, the acting i had not a bad word to say about um hmm. but i thought the script was utter garbage that's None crazy. of it made sense. It, it was no. It was just it. It was a half-baked idea that. Oh, come off it! I'm the, pre- the premise. I'm, I'm convinced it's got an ego the size of the rock. Just thought assumed would sail through on the strength of his writing, and his writing is not good. He can't write dialogue to save his life. Yeah, he can't. He can't he write dialogue. On inserting himself like Tarantino in every <laughs> fucking movie. I I had high hopes for this based on the premise, but. When you sort of unavoidably look at it alongside Cabin in the Woods, it's just chalk and cheese. I thought I thought this movie was trash. That's crazy. I think I was. But I, I know maybe. most people seem to think it's like you know seven out of ten, eight out of ten, pretty good. So um, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just a grumpy old man. Well, I mean, we know that <laughs> you're, you're broken. Yeah, you're broken. I think that we need to take the little crown. Actually, what it would be, it would be the matrix of negativity instead of the matrix of leadership. <laughs> yeah. We uninstall it from the chest of Paul. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. install it into you. You are now the new leader of the negatrons. Yeah. We, we need a negatron <laughs> sound drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paul has yeah. lost the matrix of negativity and it's now resides in you, David. Powell. That's crazy. That that uh, movie, I I agree with Jason. I thought it was, yeah, fine to pretty good. Like I, I had a good time with it. Yeah. 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 I feel I feel yeah. bad because they, they, I liked all of the cast. I I have a really soft spot for Batista. Um, when you compare him to like Dwayne Johnson and John Cena and those. He he, he has those guys have massive va- va- you know. <laughs> Godlike vanity and egos, and Batista seems to have absolutely no vanity, and he'll happily <laughs> yeah. make himself yep. look stupid, yeah. um, and seems to only pick projects that he thinks are interesting or going to be good, <clears throat> not Army of the Dead. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Rupert Grint, I like. You know, I, yeah. I thought the cast were all really good. They were doing uh, um, Jonathan Groff, I, I, I'm a big fan of, but I, I yeah, the, the the script I just thought it made no sense. It wasn't consistent. It didn't explain itself where it needed to and yet it was too effusive with explanation and exposition where it should have left things a bit mysterious none about it i am getting very tired of 
Shyamalan just skating by as the master of the twist, the guy who gave us the sixth sense. It's fucking decades since I, those you films. Know what? I, I feel Everything like- he's made over the past 15 years, I thought, with the exception of Split, I thought was substandard you and know, mediocre. You know writing. my issue with that? I actually feel like we're at the point now where that expectation on him is coming from us as the audience less than it is from him. It's now at the point That's where That's also we, from the marketing where, on every film. That <laughs> I disagree. Puts, I, I just, feel like, like Shyamalan, the master of I the just feel like we're at the point where we as an audience go into a Shyamalan movie and we're like, oh, I can't wait to see what the twist is. And then you're disappointing yourself because for some of them, there are like I don't think there was a twist with Knock at the Cabin. I think there was in, there was meant to be. I just think it was really poorly executed. But again, I think I, I it was think either meant to be. I think that's the, you going in with the, the expectation that there should be a twist because it's a Shyamalan film, and then you're disappointed because it's not big enough. Like I it, think that that's on it, us. It had a, it had a twist. It just didn't. It telegraphed it. And same with old. Old had a you know supposedly had a twist. It was just any anyone with half a brain saw it coming five minutes into the film. <laughs> but that's just bad writing. I think he's still trying to. Be that guy because that's his hook. I liked old, as but well. I, just, I think he, he's like he's like George Lucas. I just think he's a terrible, terrible writer. Yeah, who had some good conceptual ideas early on, and yeah. just they, they those films were kind of so revolutionary and, and novel that he's sort of still skating by on that rep. And I I, I think his tank ran dry round about the time of the village. Right, because I think, I mean, and I think we talked about this a bit. Split was a fabulous film, but I think it was a fabulous film because it had a fabulous central performance. I don't think the the, the actual story wasn't particularly interesting or novel. The it was all in McAvoy's performance that makes that film really good. There's very little direction or writing in that. Yeah. So I think he couldn't fuck it up. Hmm. McAvoy was so good that even Shyamalan couldn't ruin it. But everything else, like I, I have hated everything else he's done since. I think The Village was the tipping point. I liked The Village, but I can't think of anything since then that I thought was good. Right. Well, as predicted, we're now nine films in out of 15 and not a single crossover. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know if There's our... got to be at least one. There's got, I mean, There's my, num- my number one. one was with a bullet the worst movie I saw this year. And I'm hope- I don't think Dave has seen it. But if you've seen it, Jason, it's going to be your number one as well. I'm sure of it. So let's hear your number two, mate. It will not be my number one. It will not be my number one, but it might be my number two. Is it The Exorcist Believer? No, it's not. That's not on my list. <laughs> I'm the one oh, person in the wrong with you, Billy. Yeah. I'm, I, something but, wrong with you. But we may have a crossover because I'm probably I'm certain that that's on Dave's list, right? Yeah. 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 There you go. So first crossover wow. of okay. the episode. I skipped this one in theaters. Did not review it for the show. It's now streaming in the on this in the states on Peacock. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, it's fr- I'm already paying for the service, so it's not free. But you know, I'm already paying for the service. Yeah. Or- or somebody, or somebody, is. <laughs> somebody's paying for the service, and so I might as well, I might as well watch it. How bad could it possibly be? Because everybody, everybody derided this movie, and I went in, and it, sometimes that's liberating because then you can go into it, and then the expectations are so low that you can actually maybe see some positives that the hate train didn't yeah. quite see. Um. No, everybody was exactly <laughs> right. It is as bad as everybody said it was. It is badly written, badly directed, badly conceived, badly lit, 
badly shot, unscary, no tension, no drama. What makes the first Exorcist, obviously, nothing is going to ever <laughs> compare to the Exorcist, especially in its time or place. But the Exorcist is primarily a drama. It's primarily about people. Yeah. And it's about it's a it's it's about faith or lack thereof. It's about modernity. It's about how do these things exist? What what do we do in a, and especially in that era, right? What do we do in sort of this um, encroaching postmodern world where even the institution of the church was feckless against evil in the world? And what if a, an ancient form of evil, or potentially an ancient form of evil, uh, arises itself and the church is powerless to do anything about it because it's become just as faithless, faithless as the secular world around it? Yep. Um, and there's a little girl in the in the balance, and it takes forever to get to the point where you're pretty sure actually this is a demon, which is the genius yeah. of that movie because yeah. it eliminates step by step every logical conclusion that a parent would come to. Yeah, and yeah. so it plays very much like a medical drama of what if your child, despite your wealth, your celebrity, whatever, all the resources available to you, had an unknown illness and was potentially dying from it, right? Yeah. So, like, everybody can relate to that. So, before we get to the stuff that you may or may not be able to relate to, depending on your worldview, everybody can relate to what with what Chris yeah. McNeil and Reagan goes through. Because yeah. it's everybody's worst fear, especially if you're a parent. Because um, what if it's psychiatric? Because that's uncurable if it's to this degree, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, and we just go through everything, everything, everything. And then, you know, when we finally get to it and you have this incredible performance and the best old age makeup that has ever been put on screen which still well, looks oh, incredible oh, what's what's the first best uh tilda swinton in the remake of suspiria yeah that's pretty fantastic oh, okay 4k <laughs> 50 years old yeah 4k <laughs> max von Sydow still looks like an old man yep and 100%. that's phenomenal and the like the whole build-up and who is the exorcist is it him is it is it uh, uh, the other guy? Is you know who? It, so anyway, all of that throw it all out the window and make a bad Conjuring sequel. Yeah, yeah, with horrible makeup of fake, horrible makeup effects. Probably the most ludicrous setup, most <laughs> ludicrous cast of characters I've ever seen. All of these one dimensional. Five or six different religious figures from around the the world's religions, That's what and I mean. not have a single fucking exorcist from the Catholic Church. <laughs> well, there's kind of one priest. You've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's not even just like they're not even just religious experts. They're all like religious dabblers, right? It's not like they like. Yeah. Well, we have a, we have a bishop, and we have a you know a, a tent yeah. revivalist. We have. You know, it's like we got the guy down the street who uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, practices mindfulness. With a Spotify playlist, we've got this uh, other person down here who read a book about voodoo and burned sage. It was like we've got a Catholic priest, but he's going to spend the movie in a car. <laughs> yeah, it's just so ludicrous. It's yeah. so ludicrous, and like the hook of Chris McNeil like went on to maybe like study exorcism and wrote a book about it and was oh like, strange from Reagan. Like, there's a version of that where it's like, okay, I kind of see where you're going. But then you have to, if you're going to introduce that idea, just to bring her in and just gouge her eyes out with a pair of fucking scissors, and then she ends up, oh, like, and the way what she is the came point of in that? all bedecked in white and backlit, so she looked like the fucking Virgin Mary. I know. And then, the, then so you had the terrible. demon going, "Oh my God, it's her!" It's like, 
What? Why would it know she her? Was, she and she was she was, she was as much a victim. Yeah, she was well the demon, because the picture no, but, but she is scared of her the way they are of Father Mirren. That's fucking ludicrous. She's just as much a victim of the first film as Reagan is, right? Yeah. yeah so it, it, she's like, have you? I I am now on the I am now on the record of saying I think David Gordon Green is a hack. I think he's actually a shit writer and yeah. he's a shit director. I wish yeah. him and Danny McBride and all their buddies would pack it up. Yep. And stop, stop doing fucking it. around with these legacy horror movies. Get yeah. out of the business. Go yeah. make your stoner boner comedies. Leave us the fuck alone. So this is yep. my problem with this film as well. Like, it's not on my list. I I did not like it, but I didn't hate it. Certainly not as much as Dave did. But I oh, think that me. the biggest problem with this film <laughs> is the branding. And just the, you know, like you said, it's effectively like a, a bad Conjuring sequel. And if that's what it was, yeah. I think it would have been received a lot better. The second you put the Exorcist name on it, which is renowned as the greatest yeah. horror film of all time, you can't help yeah. but compare the two. And of course, it's a piece of yep. shit compared to that first one. Yep. I think if this movie And the only connective just... tissue is the uncomfortable shoehorning of yeah, Ellen Burstyn. Which doesn't and need to be Linda there. I, I, think, I think if cameo. you cut that out, it, then it would actually be there is no other connection. a half-decent movie. I, th I think that some of it works for me, but yeah, just... It's not a good movie, but the, its biggest it's, problem. It's, it's, not, a, it's I, I, not a sequel. You, even John if you Borman's take the film, for all its faults, for, for all its faults, John Borman's Exorcist 2 was a sequel. It followed the events yeah. of the first film with the, those characters. It, it was a psychedelic hot mess, but I would watch <laughs> That's an that insane film. disaster. But... <laughs> I would watch that film 10 times before I would ever fucking watch David Gordon Green's film again. So is this your number two well, the, as well, Dave? The... Nope. Oh no! This is your number one. Take it off. <laughs> Take it off. Oh, this is my last thought about. It. Take off the Exorcist label, and you still have the problem, which is that every single thing they give and and doubt to say is this cloying, saccharine, yes, long, ponderous <laughs> monologue about the yeah. power of love and unity oh, yeah. and being yeah. a nun, and she just goes on and on and on and on. She never once. When you watch the original Exorcist, they all those characters feel like real people. Yeah, I know yep, it's the yeah. '70s, and we used to make in the '70s we made movies with real people in them. At least we tried to. And we don't do that anymore. I get it. There's not a single real believable moment, performance, note of anybody in that fucking movie. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. No, that was one of my big problems as well. Is that, and this is a longer film significantly than the original but the original managed oh. to make you care for every single character even fucking burt dennings and the people who were annoying you still cared when they yes. died yep. They, yep you know damien Karras. oh my god that talk about an emotional yep. hit when he dies i didn't give a shit about anyone in this film not yeah. the girls not no. the parents not the the demon could have run roughshod over the whole lot and eviscerated the entire cast and yeah <laughs> snooze wouldn't care but but they reuse the drag me to hell ending, and that's scary because you know what's scarier than the suggestion of of hell and the devil is just to show the literalization of hell, which is basically just like a basement with some dirty water and some hands come up. <laughs> I was like, God damn, that right there, man. If that scene tells you everything you need to know, which is that David Gordon Green doesn't understand fuck all about the exorcist. We watch a child literally go to hell.
Yeah. Literally go to hell. <laughs> you're like, buddy, subtext. Have you heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my number two is another giant piece of shit. This was... <laughs> my one and two were the only two films this year that I actually just thought were terrible. And I don't think many people saw this movie at all. I know that our friend Paul Prisula, who's been mentioned on this podcast many times, he saw it on a plane and he was like, that movie wasn't that bad. You watched it on a plane, Paul. You didn't pay to see it at the cinema. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's called Sanctuary. He paid thousands of dollars for his seat. <laughs> it's called Sanctuary, which stars Margaret Qualley, who I really like, and Christopher Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a piece of shit. Did you see this, Jason? I've heard of it. I've never watched it, but I think Paul recommended it to me. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> fuck Paul. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, fuck Paul. Fuck that guy, man. So the, the movie is marketed as like a psychological thriller, and basically she is a dominatrix, and he's this super rich guy. Um, well, stop right there. You, That's you why had, Paul yeah. like yeah. you understand. Quietly as a dominatrix, you, you had me. But you, you know had what? Me. You know yeah, what? Bingo. That that should have you. There's not a hint of sexuality in this movie at all. <laughs> like it's just. Any, is is there any sounding? Any sounding in the movie? You know what sounding is? I do know what sounding is. There's no sounding. <laughs> oh well, Paul. That's Paul's into that. But. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, he, I, he... He said it on my show. <laughs> basically, he fires her as his dominatrix because he's going to take over his dad's company and he... I don't know. And then she comes back to his house and basically wreaks havoc because she doesn't want to stop being his dominatrix. And the whole thing is meant to be this psychological thriller where you're like, okay, is this all part of their act? Like, is, is, the, you know, is this something that he wants her to, like, dominate him in this way? It's not thrilling. It's not sexual. It has the most ridiculous fucking ending I've ever seen of all time. It's it's thankfully short. The acting is decent. Like, I love Margaret Qualley, but I cannot recommend this movie at all. It is such a piece of shit. I can't Sounds like a little bit like a modernization of Shakespeare's Henry the Fourth Part Two, where you've got young Hal who's about to step up and become the prince he was always meant to be, and so he needs to get rid of Falstaff, his dominatrix, who represents his... Carefree youth, very Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The question though is, who's dominating who? Oh, that's the real yeah. question. See. <laughs> see, the reality is, it's the audience being dominated. You, you are the. Yeah. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the chump who paid for the directory. The director's there yeah. flogging yeah. you with a baton. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your number two, Dave? So this is the last um, pick we get from you, really, knowing that your number one is is the Exorcist yeah. believer. Oh yeah, the num number one was with a bullet. I didn't even need to look at Letterbox to at scores and things for number one. But number two probably hasn't been seen. Um, this. Was a Tubi find from memory, <laughs> Tubi or Shutter? No, I think it was on Tubi. Um, it's a film called Captive. It's mm. a vampire film. Um, no one really of note. There's a, a small cameo by Brendan Fade, who you, you might remember from the TV show Roswell. <laughs> That's the caliber of cast we're talking about. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the lead is um. 
Uh, One thing you might Taylor not know Compton, about Dave I... Jason is that he loves a CW teen drama. He's fucking hooked on them. <laughs> I didn't fucking watch more than a couple of episodes of Roswell. I, at that's the a, time, that's I quite UP... liked Catherine Heigl. No, not UPN. That was the that was uh, WB yeah. era teen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah back in the sort of Buffy era from memory. No, I did like the golden age of whatever. No, I did not watch that, Billy. That's that that show was nowhere near the Vampire Diaries. Um, (laughs) Anyway, speaking of vampires, captive. um, So this is a fucking low budget piece of shit. It's about a group of friends, stoners who break into this house, big mansion house. Um, because one of them knows that the occupants are away for the weekend and they break in, they're going to have a sort of good old party weekend there. Um, the main woman is uh, Scout Taylor Compton, who is kind of turning into a B-movie scream queen these days. I think she was in two of my top ten worst films of the year last year, <laughs> which were both horror films. Um, they fo- In the house, the, the, down in the basement, they find this guy chained to the wall, Um surrounded by a ring of salt on the ground. And he says, help, help, I've been chained up here. So, of course, they let him loose. And he turns out to be a vampire and bites Scout Taylor Compton and she then becomes one as well. And then they just proceed to, like, kill their way through all of their friends. And then the um, main girl's sister turns up and with a whole bunch of mates, so they throw a giant rave in the house. And so that's even more people to get killed off. It's short. It's like 85, 90 minutes. But for a film that's about vampires killing their way through a group of annoying teens, uh, uh, sort of early 20-year-olds, it's just fucking tedious and boring. And the weirdest thing is, apart from where you've got sort of blood on the ground or smeared on the wall, all the blood sprays, everything is CG. But it's yeah. really fucking bad CG. It, this is so amateurish. It 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 boggles the mind. It, it's to your comment about your earlier pick, um, Jason. It, it, it's like a, a school a film school project. It's it's that bad. The direction. Did Brad, did Brad recommend this to you? And, and did he give it five stars on Letterboxd? <laughs> no, uh, I I actually I, I found came across it myself, but he's the only person in my list who's also seen it on Letterboxd. <laughs> and I think he also. It's, we both gave it one and a half. Oh, if it's a one and a half on Brad's scale, it's a true one and a half. And we <laughs> that uh, man is a lit, litmus test for. Taste. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we and we both we both commented on the um the cgi blood it's like was was there a world shortage of corn syrup or See, something? why the fuck we've hit that tipping point I it's such understand. a bizarre thing like i mean the reason that horror films were so ubiquitously made as like low budget films is because blood was so easy to do you just you throw a ketchup bottle around and yep. you got blood we've hit yeah. that we've hit that tipping point now where cg has become cheaper than practical effects you know doesn't look good all the time, particularly when it's low budget. Right. Oh, this is. But we've hit that. I kind of point. want you to watch this film, Billy, just from a VFX point of view, to be a gog at how <laughs> anyone that works in your field yeah. could put this forward and go, "There you go, 
Job done. <laughs> I'll tell you how. It's well, without from memory, getting... a couple of scenes it even sprays on the camera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> without deviating too far, uh, uh, Mr. Diz, I just want to ask this question. So from a CGI perspective, it's not so much that, you know, you going back and using the old, oh, my God, Tom Savinio talks about the guy who had the perfect blood recipe. He's yeah. one of the old school Hollywood guys. Um, I forget who it is, but one of the old school makeup guys. Um, he perfected the blood recipe for camera. And yeah. um, um, but anyway, it's not so much the making of vats and vats and vats of blood. It's the fact that to spray it, to do the gags, yes. is a lot of time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what cool. the cost is. Exactly. And if it doesn't go right, then you have to clean everything up, redress the set, do it again. Yeah. And so people are just like, do it in post. Yeah, right? exactly. But when you do do it yeah. practically, nothing looks as good and visceral as actual blood on camera that's capturing real light. Yeah, I think yeah. the best example this year was Evil Dead Rise, which I think broke the record mm. for the most yeah. fake blood. Yep. And it... It, yeah. it, it looks. Absolutely. I mean, it cheated because it recreated the elevator scene from The Shining, which obviously <laughs> puts it above everything yeah. since The Shining. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, nothing beats visceral. Like liquid is so hard to do digitally because of the light. It's it's yeah. all about the lighting when it comes to liquid and the viscosity. Mm, yeah. yeah, you just can't. One, that's one of the main reasons why this is my number two in the other 2B film, which I actually only watched last night, which is called I Am Rage. Um, <laughs> the reason that that doesn't make my top five, because it's also a piece of shit, is the fact that all the blood's practical. Yeah. So, yeah. she, you know, she's there, doused head to toe, like carry on a, you know, splatter revenge bent and it, but i'm like at least you got to went to the trouble of mixing <laughs> up some food coloring and yeah. your syrup yeah. <laughs> all right well, i jason. am rage <laughs> <laughs> jason, i got one for you though you should check out deadly dilf on tube deadly dilf <laughs> uh, that actually sounds a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah just what you have to stick through to the end if you get all the way through the end a remake of The Stepfather. Jason, I'm so curious to hear what your number one is then, because the only reason I can think... It's going to make you so sad. Oh, no. Oh, no. I love you. <laughs> I love you so, so sad, much. Billy. Oh, no. <laughs> this was the number one worst movie I saw 15 minutes into the movie. I immediately, I was still in the theater, put it on my letterbox, created the entire worst of list, around this movie and it has never moved i've never questioned it being in this place not once yep fast x <laughs> for those without the benefit of cinematography billy literally threw yeah. his headset down Got up and walked out of his studio. Oh, it's a great gag visually, but this is an audio medium. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, my game, yeah. God. I cannot believe yeah. that. The, oh, my God. This movie was so good. I gave it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> That's, that is... Famous. That's embarrassing. Oh. Now, you don't need to tell no people way. you did it. Everyone so, knows you gave I, that nine out of I, ten. I, 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 need, I need to ask you this, Jason, and and I don't. This won't yeah. even give me an answer because I've spoken to so many people about this movie, and there is no consensus. Are you a fan of the previous films in this franchise? Some of them. 
Yeah, okay. Them, That's where I stand too. Some of them are yeah. huge pieces of shit. Yeah. Some of them are good. But to me, yeah, this yeah. this is the first one that really struck the right balance for me. I think that the previous, the one before oh, this, no. the one before this, Fast Nine F Nine, was a huge piece of shit. Like that one sucked ass. Yes. This one, one for me well. really struck <laughs> yeah. the balance, and I got to tell you, I loved. Uh, Momoa as the bad guy in this I thought that he was chewing why? The he knew exactly the movie he does, was in why does Tyrese throw powder and where did that powder come from oh, I don't know <laughs> they walk into Pete Holmes for some reason Pete Holmes is a movie internet cafe yeah yeah so he's trying to get money because it turns out that Tyrese is a secret billionaire. Yeah, yeah. And they need his money. Not that secret. He carries he... it all strapped to his <laughs> coat. But then he reaches into his pockets and pulls out cocaine or something and just goes. <laughs> there is no setup for that. There's no payoff for it. It's never brought up again. That is one that as much sense of as anything else in this film. That's one of probably one thousand versions of that there is arguably the the weakest of the modern mission impossible movies came out this year which i still liked but it's oh it's that's in my dishonorable mentions actually <laughs> oh my god but that action sequence with him and Haley atwell in that car that chase sequence i hated it in the pretty much the exact same locations as this movie yeah and Fast X did it so much but better. Done. They weren't being chased in, by a marble. No. Mark. Yeah. No. I, I hated, that, so I much hated that scene in Dead Reckoning. <laughs> Billy, the cars aren't real. <laughs> Half the time, little shrimpy Vin Diesel with his beer guts digitally reduced, <laughs> yeah. sitting on a fucking apple box. Yeah. Like, like he's part of the little rascals. Like he's part of our gang. Trying to, is it? Yeah. Pat and curious. Yeah. Vin Diesel is like three three children stacked on top of each other in a trench coat walking around. But you know what? So he is Tom no Cruise. Business. So is Tom Cruise. And he's been no. CGIing his face for 10 years now. That's not real at all. No, but he's if you've noticed they've started letting more of the cracks. They they have let more the through disparity yeah. between the photos and Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and besides I, which, he just everything about it. There's a giant because of his Eaton rolling yeah. nuke. There's I a know. giant rolling nuke. It was incredible, Jason. Venice or Rome or wherever <laughs> the fuck it was. It was incredible. It was the best. We've no, seen we've seen horrible. this exact we've seen this took, exact no, scene no, no, ten no. times in the last year of you know a car chase through it cobblestone. Took me back. Yeah, not not it being chased by the, the league of Boulder from Raiders. <laughs> No. And and in no other film the do they play pinball with it by hitting it with a car exactly, and then Dave. going that's off a cliff and driving away. Exactly. Oh in no other film do they do that. No. <laughs> that's why this works so well. Me, the Mission Impossible scene is identical no. to the scene in Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny, which is identical to a scene in another movie. Those it's the exact same scene. This at least added a rolling nuke. <laughs> Took me back to the Just League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Just because it makes it different gentlemen. doesn't mean it makes it better. <laughs> yes, it took me back to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where they have the car chase through the through Venice, through Venice, which yeah. has no streets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of exactly the exact same thing. Where it's like no thought was put into this. None of these people are even on the same planet when they're shooting this shit. <laughs> it made every 
it made everything that is disastrous about Ant-Man and Quantumania, uh, which is disastrous visually. This is on that same level. This is absolute um, garbage. You know what? The, the, the self-seriousness of Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is the only person on the entire planet who doesn't understand what any of these movies are. Yeah. He truly believes that he's 100%. making the greatest modern saga <clears throat> yes. that anybody has ever made. Somehow his acting is even worse in yes. this one. Yes. I couldn't believe it. The only thing that's worse than Fast X is the Fast and Furious ride at Universal Studios Orlando, which is the <laughs> single worst ride I've ever ridden in my entire life. And even even parts of that are better. That in in that in that Billy, Vin Diesel jumps <laughs> and jumps onto a helicopter and is the exact same size as the helicopter. That's yeah, that's amazing. In the ride, but that's exactly right. The and fact- every time him and the Rock are in the same hologram, oh, yeah. Vin yeah. Diesel literally is standing on boxes in the back of the truck <laughs> because he can never be shorter than the Rock. Yeah. That is maybe maybe marginally worse than this movie this movie is uh, see the fact that vin diesel takes it so seriously is what makes it work for me because nobody else does the writers the directors the rest of the cast and this film in particular where the you put him up against momoa dead in this series <laughs> yeah. the, the only person who isn't dead in this series is the guy who's actually dead Everybody else has died and <laughs> yeah. it also comes back. Yeah. The guy who's actually did die yeah. never went away. He's just That's looking, he's looking the after the kids down the road. He's looking after the kids down the road. They could just write the character out of the fucking movie and yeah. that would explain yep. it away. But instead, 100%. they still incorporate him and be like, oh, he's just in the kitchen over there yeah. getting, a, getting <laughs> yeah. some Coronas. He's spicing up the limes right out of the. I can't see him, I mean, but he's we're, right we're there. We're all getting it's, destroyed it's here. If only we had more people. Well, what don't you hire a fucking babysitter and get Brian? What oh, no, no, we can't. He's looking after the kids. <laughs> what ethnicity are the Toretto's? Because they've changed yeah, it, it five times in the course of the continuity. How is that his kid? Yeah. Yeah. How is Rita the, Moreno? The mother is his the most Aryan woman on the planet. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what. I Rita Moreno literal... is the grandma, and she's talking to Vin Diesel in fucking Spanish. <laughs> Italian, but, but his brother's John Cena. But his brother is John Cena. Now there are, kid, there are uh, blonde haired Spanish speaking people. Kid is 100% African American from parents who are Hispanic and, and very white, just Nordic as fuck. Yeah. Very white, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I know yeah. deep down that this is not a good movie. Well, and the it's, good news and it's is, a bad franchise. He, he, he learned to kill though. Which makes every father proud is when you give your son a fucking uh, uh, tank uh, stopping weapon. And oh, and also, that kid is directly responsible for the death of his own uncle. That's all I'm going to say. That kid. And the movie just ends. Because let's face it, every single character is back in the next one. I don't think I've ever been They're as excited all for a sequel all as I was at the end dead. of this film. This, the end of this film is the most excited <laughs> I've ever been for a sequel. I cannot wait. How I, the I mean, hell is he going to get away from that fucking collapse? Exactly. Band? How? How? That's. I can't wait to see it. It's like an old school serial film. I've Brian, never been excited for these films deep before. Faked, <laughs> That's deep what it's faked. <laughs> Paul, what's his name? Oh, Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to fly a, a, a supersonic jet. Yeah. And scoop him up at the last second, and that's going to be, gonna so be Brian's return of the series. <laughs> you'll, you'll just that's get him. Be... Yeah, Toretto will be about to die. He'll look up. The sun will be in his eyes. He can't quite make out who it is on this helicopter <laughs> yep, yep. coming down, yeah, and right. you'll just see the hand reach out yeah. and yep, grab him, yep, yep. and then you'll pull, you'll yep. pull him, in, and his face will become <laughs> through the through the, the, the uh, yeah. lens flare. 
through the oh. lens, a deep fake, Billy will be out of his uh, <laughs> bumping. Look, it makes complete there, sense. It won't be a jet fighter. It won't be a jet fighter because that would make sense. It'll be a Toyota Supra. <laughs> yeah. giant spoiler on the yeah. back. It somehow yeah. can fly. It makes complete sense <laughs> that this film would be mentioned in this episode. I, I'm deeply disappointed by it, and I'm disappointed that it's you bringing it up, Jason. Yeah. But I look, it makes I'm complete sorry. sense. But it makes no sense that you didn't have my number one on your list. The only thing I can think is that you haven't seen it. Because, Jason, if you had have seen Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, that would instantly be your <laughs> Oh, was that this one. year? Yes. Was that this year? Yes. How was oh, that not God. on your How is that, that not on your one? It's the biggest piece of shit that I has ever it. been made. I, I knew, oh, I knew yeah. you wouldn't have seen it. Because if you'd seen it, it'd be your number one with a bullet. <laughs> Did you see it? Is it worse than the Grinch? The Grinch? Is it worse than the Grinch one? The main one? Oh, it's, it's <laughs> unwatchable. The main one yeah, yeah. actually is a lot of fun. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is just a piece of shit, man. It is so bad. It's beyond yeah. film school project. Yeah. If, if this yeah. was a film school project, I would fail them and, yes. and send them back to first year film school because it's that unwatchable. I didn't finish it. Did you finish the whole thing? I, I did, but very drunk. I, I watched <laughs> I was about not 20 minutes. And I, <laughs> I watched about 20 minutes and, and most yeah. of that was a struggle. I was like, yeah. I t should I turn it off? Uh, this is... It cannot improve. This is unwatchable. It's so exactly. dark you can't see what's going on. And this is the thing. You put it's, that movie on knowing it's not going to be good. You put it on hoping for a piece of shit that's going to be fun to watch at least. Like the Grinch one, like which I think is fun. But it's, it, is, is the Grinch the same guy? Because I know he's he's just trotting out these things that are now in the public I don't, domain. I don't know like if it's the same guy came into public domain See, the Grinch is in public domain, so they get around it by never saying Grinch. They're always like, you're a mean one, mister, <laughs> and then it cuts. <laughs> like That happens like 12 <laughs> times in the film. <laughs> they just call him the mean one. <laughs> oh, so no, the, the guy that did Blood and Honey has got another one. Yeah. That's probably been, been and gone now because he was making them almost simultaneously, and it was something else that had just gone into yeah. the public domain and he was doing a, another shit kind of horror you know yeah it's it's so like they bad. did with um banana splits yeah. it's it but it's literally that is the that is the kind of quote unquote the joke yeah. is ah it's winnie the pooh and piglet and they're killing shit yeah but, but there not is even... nothing beyond that no effort has been made on script oh, or acting or anything no because they know the, the, the premise alone We'll make this profitable. We need to put yeah. zero effort in, and exactly. zero effort is what they put in. Yeah. Giant piece of shit. Easily the worst movie of the year. Do not see it, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's not even worth seeing out of curiosity. It, it will You will be hating yourself I, every second. I'm not a sicko like you guys, so <laughs> when I hear people say what you just said about that movie, I will not be seeking it out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it. That's how we did it. So what did we end up with in the end? Almost 15 films, only one crossover between all three of us. Um, so I guess that that tells everyone that Exorcist colon Believer is probably the actual worst film of the year. Uh, do you guys want to run through some honorable yeah. mentions? Uh, what, what are some of yours, Jason? Super quick. Scream 7, Strays, Five Nights at Freddy's, Cocaine Bear, House Party, and Murder Size. Oh, Cocaine Bear. I liked Cocaine Bear. I, I, I considered that. It didn't make my honorable man. I'm really disappointed to hear Scream because that, that was on my short list for best of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. I hated this last one. I liked the one before this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. This one was just 
I, I was rolling my eyes throughout this one the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I think I had it as it's in my top three in the franchise. Yeah, I, I liked it. I had uh, The Flash, um, The Family Switch, which is a new Netflix fucking Christmas film, which absolutely blows. The Little Mermaid, I was really disappointed by the new songs. Like, Disney stopped getting Lin-Manuel to write songs. He actually can't write songs. Uh, Dead Reckoning. And, and I know I'm going to anger a lot of He has uh, never written here. good songs apart from Mary Poppins 2. No, Hamilton. stage production. <laughs> and uh, I know I'm going to piss off a lot of young girls here, but the Errors tour I got dragged to, and fuck me, that was just <laughs> the worst experience of my cinema movie. going live. <laughs> That's why it's an honourable mention. Leave <laughs> fuck Tate Off Switler. No. <laughs> 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 She's a bad person with bad oh, songs. <laughs> geez, we've, we've just lost every female yeah. audience member under the age of 20. You're... <laughs> The hive has been awakened. Yeah. Oh my god! The Swifties are coming, and they are. Oh yes. Yeah. All right. What about you, Dave? The, the views of Billy Dunham do not represent <laughs> the views of all hosts. Do much thing. Uh, what else did I have? Fast Ten, obviously, because that movie is a fucking <laughs> trash can. Um, Blue Beetle, just terrible. Um, Operation Fortune Ruse no, de Guerre. That movie was great. It was not. It was a Fucking debacle! Nah, nah. This, you you didn't like it. I did like it. It had Carrie Elwes no. in it. How would I not like it? <laughs> I think that was the only thing you liked. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's was just fucking very ordinary and crap. Oh, Bottoms was the only other one, but I, th I kind of I did actually consider. I that felt bad including so, yeah. that in my top in the ten because you know. I, I, they tried I actually had, I wrestled the same way. It, it was pretty close to making my list. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All Is right. there a chance it makes it onto my best of the year list? Oh. <laughs> Tune in to another certain Australian podcast. I was, it's not this I was one. just going to get to that. Oh, no. I'm really excited to hear. Is that next week that you're doing that over on the countdown, your best movies, or is it the week after? I have, I have <laughs> no idea. Well, yeah. It's whenever Paul says... I just do what Paul tells me to do. Plugging that, I, I'm really excited to listen to that. And I loved listening to it last year as well, because after talking with you about worst movies, it's nice to hear you talk about best. And you actually surprised me. From memory, your number one was Fablemans, which you were one of the only yeah, people I'd yeah. heard speak that highly about that film. Um, so I still haven't yeah. seen it. It just it, it didn't in, in interest me at all. Yeah. But me just, either. I'm sure it's, I'm me sure either. it's yeah. I sat in the theater and was like, I'm not yeah. going to sit through this. And then it completely won me over. And I was like, holy Ooh, shit, this hey. still guy, this guy still, he still has it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'll, I, maybe I'll, I can't maybe wait I'll... to hear what your best were this year and to see if uh, you and I have any crossover. Because you are one of my favorite people to talk movies with. You are so smart. Like you just, oh, and not just smart, like you're smart in general, but particularly about film and the language of film. You're like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about film that. to a deep degree. No, I'll no, take it. I'll no, take it's, it. it's true. So <laughs> massive plot. If you aren't already listening to binge movies with Jason, and if you like horror movies, then go back and check out the slashes. Cause it was a great limited series. Yes. It, was, it was only eight episodes and it was just fantastic. <laughs> You spoke about some of my favorites and introduced me to some that I hadn't seen. So that was that was really great. So check out Jason. You, 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 you trotted out the burning of your I, um, I did. In, most under, in my underrated, underrated horror yeah. films. I had the burning and gave the uh, slashes oh, a little plug awesome, there. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, definitely awesome, check it so out. Much. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and anything else you want to plug? Or I certainly can. Well, the one thing I want to plug is an Australian movie from the director of Highlander named Russell Mulcahy from 1984 called Razorback. Ah, yes. It is an extremely <laughs> excellent film. Dave had that in it's his better than horror films as well. Yeah. Oh, yep, so underrated. Yeah. And I, know, I, know and I just the... got delivery of my limited edition 4K <laughs> wonderful pack from Umbrella Entertainment that's got the yeah, fuck, big hardbound yeah. book and everything in it. I'm not trying to pander to the hometown crowd. I'm just saying I finally got to watch that not that long ago on the recommendation of so many freaking people. I think Billy one time said something new, like, oh, you got to check out Razorback. It's like, <laughs> I've heard about it, heard about it, heard about it. I finally got around to it. So thank you, Billy. And it is, it really is good. Yeah. It's a little dodgy third act, like the very, very end, but it's really good. It's so like original. He's, There's nothing else. One like. of those directors, I don't, Mulcahy, he has, because he was in, as with almost all the big high-flying music video directors who move over yeah. into feature films, they've always got such a great visual language because yeah. they're used yeah. to cramming everything, you know, millions of dollars into three minutes. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. you know, Fincher, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, Highlander looks fantastic. Razorback looks fantastic. Um, and he was one of the architects of the Teen Wolf TV series, which is highly underrated as a proper. It's not oh, a I fucking teeny that. thing. It's a it's a solid <laughs> horror series. Billy's laughed the world. Yeah, for context, Billy doesn't really have much framework to judge TV shows because all he fucking watches are reruns of Friends and Property and Brothers. brothers. Um, <laughs> and Kitchen Nightmares. I've been doing a lot of Kitchen Nightmares lately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but after that, Mulcahy's done like he just kind of hasn't ever done anything else. Which, yeah. when you obviously it's have so many gifts, it's it's just it's just odd. <laughs> and can you tell people where yeah. they can yeah. find okay. well, that's movies, my... Jason? <laughs> yeah, that's my plug for Australian exploitation <laughs> films. Nice um, plug for my plug for myself is at binge movies on Twitter. As long as that exists, at binge movies lives on Instagram. Uh, binge movies, rankings, and reviews will take you there. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places where good pad good podcasts are. Um, you can find uh, me a letterbox at binge movies. Please do check out the slashers. If you go to Twitter and you find the link tree, there's a link there for the slashers. You can also yeah. find us if you'd like to support our show. If you do like it, patreon.com slash binge movies. Uh, I do a lot of bunch of weird stuff and talk about a lot of genre stuff from the deep, dark, dusty shelves of the video store era. There are many, I talk about a lot of movies nobody gives a shit about. I tend to focus on action and horror. Yeah. And in the coming new year, I will also introduce science fiction as well. So nice, uh, nice. Yeah, thank no, you so much. It's, I'm, great... it's always an honor to be here. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for having. Me. Honestly, I I love chatting movies. I've been on binge movies twice, and I've been very lucky to have great topics. I got to do Tarantino films and Stephen King adaptations, which was awesome yeah, because you'll be no back to talk about Tarantino one because you had everyone else had seen everything. You were the only one that could bring a fresh perspective. Yeah, you finally forced me to watch movies. You I've will never be back seen. to talk about shit. Yeah. You will be back to talk about shit in short order, Billy. So and, I'm very and excited. Dave will have for to that. have you on as well sometime. Yeah. Oh, anytime, man. Would be absolutely delighted. You just gotta follow him on yeah. Twitter. The only first. requirement is you have to follow. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram yeah. and Letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for having us. This has been a great time. In the meantime, if you want to uh 
get in contact with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we will catch you next week. Very well. (laughs) 